Hello everyone and welcome to Behold, the podcast where we cast our all-seeing eye over the world of comic book adaptations and try to sort the super from the substandard. Who is we? Well, I'm your host Andrew and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Mick. Ah, so how are that's, you today? Uh, that's that's macaque for hello. How are you? Oh, I, I didn't realise you were doing a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you're screeching and hurling feces around the room is just how we start the show. Well, this is this is why you got that court injunction out to stop us recording in the same place, isn't it? Yes, that's that's the real reason we do this over Zoom now. <laughs> God, remember when we used to record these in person? That was a hundred years ago. When we used to talk to each other in in real time, face-to-face, without an internet connection in the middle. Wow. Crazy times. Crazy times. We didn't realise just how much we were putting our own health at risk. I know, psychologically as well as physically. Yeah. I mean, the psychological element's still there in many, many ways. But at least now I get to look at a funny background that you've got as well. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Which, could, that's... I don't think I we've ch- ever I said ch- on the show, have we, that you always have, like, an episode-specific background on your Zoom? I do. I like I like to create an ambiance for myself, <laughs> if no one else. Yeah, sometimes doing a podcast is about having things in there that are just for you. Yeah. I mean, I I make fun, but that's ninety percent of my jokes are just things that only I find funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad you finally realised that. Now that I have realised that, should I uh, get that primate some shades and a glass of whiskey as we behold Hit Monkey? Yay! So this is the 2021 Disney Plus streaming service, which, well, I say Disney. Apparently, it came out. No, it's not a streaming Hulu. service. Was it, was it actually on TV? Yes, but what you actually just said was, this is the 2021 Disney Plus streaming service. Which it isn't. You're right, it's not. It's a series. <laughs> Should I just be the I'll... one who makes screeching monkey sounds? <laughs> I'll be as comprehensible as I I'll, usually I'll be am. honest, I'm not sure the listeners have noticed a change. <laughs> <sighs> Let's start that again and I can pretend like I'm going to edit out that last bit, even though I won't. <laughs> so, 2021 Disney Plus streaming series. Which, as I said, probably came out like in November in the US. Yeah. Which just, it, it does not seem like it's been out for that long. No. But it must have been because I've had time to watch it. That's true. Especially considering this episode is going out like in the middle of March. Wow. In fact, I was talking with some friends yesterday and I mentioned that um, I'd recently had a 10 day self isolation period uh, during which I'd managed to catch up on some stuff, including the new Bond movie. Uh, to which one person replied, Oh, you watched the new Bond movie? What did you do on the other day? Of your isolation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at the runtime, it's a bloody wonder he has no time to die. 
yeah. I mean, well, you could look at it as he's got no time to die, or with the runtime of the film, he's got too much time to die. Because there are a lot of bullets in that movie, many of which hit him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the problem, isn't it? That statistically, the longer a Bond's film's runtime is, the more likely he is to die. Yeah. Anyway, Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Created yes. by Will Speck and Josh Gordon and based on the Marvel character created by Daniel Way. And I apologise in advance for this one. Danabor Talijic. Which is almost definitely not how you pronounce that. Almost certainly not. So yeah, Hit Monkey. I know we've joked about there being some obscure heroes that we've covered on this show. But Hitmonkey is definitely up there and possibly takes the whole cake. Almost certainly, yeah. Because he is a character who was originally created in a one-shot digital exclusive comic to try and like, promote Marvel Unlimited. Right. And even to this day, I would say probably been in like less than 50 issues. Has he ever had his own title? Um, he had a three-issue mini-series kind of coming off of that initial one-shot. Right. And then after that, he's shown up in Deadpool a few times. And then he was part of uh, a quite fun series from a while back called Howling Commandos. Oh, right, yeah. Which is about, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. team made of, like, weird monster people. Yes, because it's got man-thing in them. I think the only one you'd recognise from a... Uh... Howling Commando's traditional lineup is Doug Doug Duggan. Yes, who at that point is actually just a life model decoy of Dum Dum Duggan. Yes. Oh, Jasper Sitwell was in it as well, as a zombie. Nice. Because why not? Oh no, because comics. Exactly, because comics. So yeah, like I said, Hitmonkey not showing up in a lot. And Basically, what he has shown up in, very similar to the plot of the series. So he is a Japanese macaque trained to be a killer of killers by the ghost of an assassin. I think really the only real difference is that in the series, the assassin like doesn't have a name. All right, okay. That must be awkward for him when, he, um, when he's doing his work, because he can't like, walk into a casino and go, Hello, I'm... Repeat my name. Yeah, I guess he has to walk in and Although go... Although that's more of a spy thing than an assassin thing. But let's face it, given how many times... I mean, a license to kill basically makes you an assassin, right? Yeah, I mean, there's not really much difference, is there? No. It's, it's a semantic thing, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Like, since it's like, isn't that much to the comics character? Unless, I mean, did, did you have any deep insights into Hitmonkey? Uh, well, bearing in mind that I didn't know any of that information you just shared, um, my only experience of Hitmonkey is the series we're talking about today. Uh, okay, interesting, because I didn't know if, if maybe, because you do read a lot of Deadpool, if he popped up in one of I those. I do. Somehow I've managed to miss the hit monkey issues. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Again, I don't think he's like a huge part of it. 
Yeah. I think it was just because Daniel Way used to write the Deadpool series. Yeah. Which of my other characters could I place in this uh, in this gap? I mean, I can see how a team up between the two. Are they? Do they team up or are they? I in in a contra Tom situation. Oh, get me with my fancy words. Yeah, I think Hit, Hit Monkey is trying to do the the Hit Monkeying on Deadpool. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty much Hitmonkey. There, there will be some more comic stuff that I'll probably come back to in the discussion. But for now, shall I do a synopsis? Yes. And your your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to make it slightly longer than the one on Wikipedia. What, the single sentence on Wikipedia? <laughs> I mean, I guess they kind of have to stay a little bit spoiler-free-ish. Because it's a relatively new series. Yes. Meanwhile, we, as always, will be doing full spoilers. Yes. So, Hitman Bryce Fowler, played by Jason Sudeikis, is hired to assassinate progressive politician Ken Takahara as he campaigns to become Prime Minister of Japan. Bryce completes the job, but is double-crossed and nearly killed before escaping into the wilderness. He nearly succumbs to his wounds, but is rescued by a tribe of monkeys who nurse him back to health. However, Japanese military forces track down Bryce and kill him, as well as all but one of the monkeys, voiced by Fred Tatasuyori, who is able to kill all the soldiers with one of Bryce's guns. Bryce finds himself trapped on Earth as a ghost in or- and decides to team up with Monkey and teach him to become an assassin in order to find who ordered the hit on Ken Takahara and kill them so that Bryce can ascend. As they kill their way through the Japanese underworld, they come under investigation by detectives Ito, Nobi, Nak- Nobi Nakanishi, and Haruka, Arimaki. Well yeah. done. I know, the, the, the names on this one, uh, I, I can only apologise for them. <laughs> as well as gaining the trust of Akiko Yokohama, played by Olivia Munn. However, they are also targeted by legendary assassin Lady Bullseye, Reiko Aylesworth, who kills Ito and badly wounds Akiko. After much violence, a pair of killers discover that the ones who ordered the hit were Akiko's uncle Shinji, followed by freaking George Takei. Oh my. Who uses Ken's death to spur his own campaign to become Prime Minister. In a final showdown, Bryce and Haruka are able to kill Lady Bullseye. Monkey decides to show mercy on Shinji, uh, but is then forced to kill him in order to save Haruka. Now wanted for the murder of the Prime Minister, Monkey and Bryce are smuggled out on a plane to America. Meanwhile, grief-stricken over her uncle's death, Akiko takes up the mantle of Lady Bullseye. And there we go. That's yes. pretty much done with mangling a bunch of Japanese names. Excellent. Um, so, you know, there are, there are concepts here. To crowbar into one's head. There's the ghost training a macaque to become a killer. There's the monkey actually accepting the training and taking it under their belt and going to the big city and not being frightened out of their tiny mind by all the noise and bells and whistles and stuff that's going on. But the biggest concept to try and crowbar into your head is George Takai's a bad man. 
I know. I feel like that, that was some good casting. Because <laughs> I feel like plot-wise, it's kind of obvious that he's probably the one behind the assassination. But yeah. you just keep watching it. Yeah, but it can't be because he's George Takai. It's George Takai. Can't be Sulu. <laughs> So yes, uh, it's an enjoyable little romp, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's just a nice, fun <laughs> little 10, sort of 25 minute episodes. It's, I think it's very tropey. Like a lot of the kind of revenge thriller, if you've seen yeah. any one of those films, you'll be able to kind of like do a bit of a checklist and then yeah. just like write but it's a monkey next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which my personal favourite one of those is gets involved in a high stakes poker game, but it's a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the, um, you've got all those elements that are put into monkey. Uh, I think the fact that it's all set in Japan still and they don't try and translate it over to the US or somewhere with more easily pronounceable names um, is good. And it, it kind of reminds me of the anime Wolverine series. From a few years yeah, I, I don't think I've watched that, but I, I can... I mean... Knowing that Wolverine does like to spend a lot of time in Japan, I can see that. Oh, I mean, it's basically anime Wolverine, but it's a monkey. Ooh, that's that's so many layers deep. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, it's. It's nicely animated. Yeah, I would say my one thing with the animation is I, th I think definitely Monkey himself is really well animated. Some of the human characters, I feel like their faces are maybe a little bit flat. But they do seem to have concentrated more on Bryce than any of the other characters. Yeah, like Akiko especially. Yeah. She can seem quite like that i think especially because in the final episode when she gets like oh i'm gonna kill you monkey there's like a very noticeable sudden like upgraded animation quality yeah um but i, I think the, i think possibly that's a stylistic choice because she she has kind of been the unwitting tool in all this hasn't she and actually for me it was a bit of a twist at the end, because ultimately she's been betrayed by her uncle. But because he's raised her, she ignores that betrayal and turns on the monkey. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... I think it's like because monkey killed him, like there's not a chance he can redeem himself or anything. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, 
it's a pretty tough gig to come back from. I mean, look, it's it's not exactly having a cheeky wine party in your garden, is it? It's not, no. But I think if we can apparently let that slide. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. J- Jason Sudeikis definitely does a lot of heavy lifting, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, but then he, he kind of does too, because he needs to, because obviously for the, for the villains, the exposition can come from all the politicals that are involved in the in the plot. But from the point of view of the action on the mountaintop and by the by the hot spring. If it was left to Hitmonkey to do the exposition, we'd still be none the wiser. Yeah, exactly. He basically has to do both parts of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's, it's very Han Solo and Chewbacca, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, 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 uh, and uh, C-3PO and... Uh... And R2-D2, yeah, that very... They make a noise and then they say, What do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Although my other favourite part of that is I'm pretty sure Fred Tataskiori does all the monkey voices. So like the bit where Hitmonkey is talking to his father is just him sitting in a in a like booth going Although you know I don't know if you've ever been drinking in Stockton on a Friday night. Yeah, it's basically that, isn't it? <laughs> We're throwing a katana and it's basically hit monkey. Actually, you'd need to take away some of the katanas. Yeah, I'd, I'm definitely overestimating Stockton there, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, the voice acting's good, though. Oh yeah, definitely. It's again reminds me a lot of um, showers that you have forgotten. It reminds you a lot of that show. Yeah, that Invincible. That's it. Invincible. Well, it's like <laughs> they've clearly picked actors who aren't necessarily like just famous names, but yeah. have also like accomplished voice actors. Yeah, and and that shows in the way that they double up some of the um, voice acting, and you don't notice it. So some some of them voice other roles in it, and it's a bit like when you get an audio drama and it says other other characters played by members of the cast. Yeah, definitely. When I pulled up the cast list for that, I was surprised by how short it is. Yeah, because it's. I mean, let's take a look. Yeah, literally, it's like six main cast members and two guest character, two guest cast. Yeah, like like the two superheroes who turn up. Well, well, kind of three superheroes. Seemingly no one. Yeah, but again, that's... two superheroes and a supervillainess. Indeed, and that's. I'll just get, before I get into who they are, that is one of those things that I mentioned before, quite like where it's just 
yeah, they just exist. Yeah, just just comics. Exactly, it's a comic book world that the superheroes run it about. Yeah. Specifically, those superheroes are uh, Yuki, who is a kind of Japanese um, kind of ghostly spirit thing. You know, she is a character who has shown up in like one comic. <laughs> just to just to just to tip up that uh, niche balance. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe part of the idea of that is just they wanted a character who is a ghost so that she can talk to Bryce. Yeah, and then we also have uh, Nosir Dalal, who voices uh, Silver Samurai. Who <laughs> I, I was surprised to see in this because he's mainly an X Men villain, but right. he also like has been a hero as well. I know he was part of Big Hero Six. And okay. character who I was absolutely not expecting to ever see in anything outside a comic, Fat Cobra. <laughs> He's great. He's a big sumo guy with lightning feet. <laughs> but yeah, I I like Fat Cobra a lot. He's from um, Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker, and David R. has Iron Fist run. All right. Because as part of that, there's this big kind of martial arts tournament between all the different realms. It's like obviously Iron Fist is fighting for for Kunlun, and yeah. Fat Cobra. He is a he's basically the immortal weapon of one of the other realms. Right. That's great because they all have weird names. There's like Iron Fist, Fat Cobra, Steel Phoenix, Dog Brother Number One, Tiger's Beautiful Daughter. (laughs) Dog Brother Number One? Yes, Dog Brother Number One. And returning from 3Def Adam, Ride of Nine Spiders. (laughs) What what I like about this, and it goes back to that whole because comics. Um, then um, they're just they're just there. There's no one of them mentions that they're there to guard the president, uh, the prime minister of Japan, whoever it may be. But other than that, there's no real sort of explanation as to how or why they got there. <laughs> it's just spirit of Japan, just there. Fat Cobra, over there. Oh, look. Here's Silver Samurai. Yeah, Silver Samurai. Why is there a big samurai man who can teleport? Exactly. Because it's comics. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I like that because in a more serious note, it does give it more of a sense of like a world that exists. Like it yes. has history and things that have happened before the events that you're watching. Yeah, because it, it's one of the things that kind of... I mean, up until the MCU started doing ensemble films and stuff like that, it is kind of a weird thing in comic book adaptations, is that apart from a vague mention somewhere, you don't really... They, they all operate in isolation from each other. So you'll get, like, a Spider-Man movie and he'll fight the villain of that movie, there'll be no mention of any other villains. There'll be no mention of any other heroes. Yeah, the, the best you'll get is like Batman Forever, where he's yeah. like, well, this doesn't happen in Metropolis. 
Yeah, it's, it's an old way line, but it, you know, there's no there's no real mention of like soups or specific other villains. You might get some mention of someone that you threw in Arkham at the end of the last movie or something like that, but beyond that, it, it's all very self-contained within that that movie, and it's almost like that movie itself exists in a separate universe to everything else. Yeah, exactly. Like, Spider-Man's never, like, fighting, I don't know, the Shocker or someone in between films. Yeah, uh, or, or, you know, you don't get to see the, the Fantastic Four's flying car go past in the background or something like you know, just a little detail like that. Yeah, and again, I think it is thanks to the MCU, because a lot of that was probably because execs like they, they feel like you know we have to get people on board with these universes so we have to you know very gently explain <laughs> segue like, segue people in don't, don't want to throw too many things at them <laughs> fast forward to the year 2022 in which dr strange is using his magic to fight an extra dimensional tentacle monster absolutely but I'm, yeah it is know. just we, we are like at a point where just people are comfortable with comic book stuff, so you can just go, "Yeah, this guy's a superhero," and everyone yeah, goes, "Oh yeah, okay, I, I I know what you mean." Yes, you don't need to explain how he managed to shoot webset from his hand, because comics. Exactly. Just you know, sometimes there's a ghost who protects Japan. Sometimes a big sumo guy has lightning feet. You 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 know what it's about. Yeah. It's all it's all fairly standard stuff now. Yeah. Uh, I think it also makes sense in the world for this as to why like people aren't just like their minds are melting from the idea of there's a macaque running around with two glocks. Yes. Well, one glock's not really enough for a macaque, is it? Yeah. I mean he essentially has four hands. Yeah. So, you know. Which is used as a plot point so many times, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I then like that, that just because the fact that Hitmonkey dresses in a little suit, people forget that like he doesn't have feet. <laughs> How many times does he escape? And it, it's like by episode eight, you're thinking, actually, these bad guys should have realized this by now. Yeah, you should realize that if you just tie his hands. He can use his feet to untie them. Yeah. <laughs> All a little bit ridiculous in any other realm. But, uh... I'm sorry, I was about to lose power, so I had to put myself in. But it got trickier than I expected. Well, I've got to, got to find I mean, my orifice for it. I, I, I had to plug my laptop in. I personally wasn't losing power. But I'm the immortal spirit of um, someone. Okay, good. Because I, I did have a question I needed to ask you. Yeah. Because as much as we've talked about, you know, just sometimes there's stuff that you accept, like, you know, assassin monkeys and ghostly spirits. Yeah. What was Bonsai Master's deal? Um, um, I don't know. He he was kind of like 
He was kind of like the, the Blofeld figure in the early Bond movies, wasn't he? Yeah, he is the man in the shadow. Is yeah. Um... I I I don't really know. He seemed to be. I don't know whether he was trying to pit the two sides of the election against each other in the hope that they'd cancel each other out and then he could sweep in and, and have power, or whether he was just hoping to control whichever side won. Yeah, like I, I think he... He had a master plan that didn't seem masterful. Yeah, because it was something like if he helps Shinji with the assassination... Then he can get him to do stuff for him, because he wants to return Japan to like old-fashioned values. Because yeah, it's almost he's... like he wants to take him back to feudal times, doesn't he? Yeah, and then that's that's the bit that really confuses me because is is he from feudal times? Uh, yeah, it, it's not very well defined, Bonsan, I suppose. Um, yeah, because it, it's something cause like because he, he's. Because he's bankrolling one guy, but funding the assassination of that guy's opponent, so that that guy, so that the assassinated candidate uncle can take over and sweep the fight. Why not just fund the uncle? Yeah, other than just like it's an overcomplicated way of getting secret power. Or just fund the other ghost, because surely. The like the other politician who is the guy you're meant to think ordered the assassination. If Bonsai Master already has him in his pocket, shall he just let him become prime minister? Yeah. And then you can just hang out with your magic tree, maybe. Yeah. That gives. Yeah, that needed work. And, and does the tree give him powers? Because like he's got like glowy eyes. It it does appear to, doesn't it? Because when um, when there's some damage to the tree, he seems to start taking damage from Hitmonkey. Yeah, like I don't know. Because because well, I assume it was something like. It seems to be that like... only Bryce can damage the tree. Yeah, because there's clearly some kind of like spiritual magic thing. I assumed at first it was going to be like it's sort of like oh, a picture I... of Dorian Gray type thing where if you, like, you cut down the tree then like he withers into a husk or something um yeah I know I know what's going on because comics okay see no though I, I will accept because comics if like he just <laughs> stood out and said this is the magic tree that Fuels my immortality. Then I can go, oh yeah, that's comics. But you have to give me the nonsense explanation first. <laughs> but yeah, Bonsai Master just seems to be a an unnecessary layer of villainy. Yeah, because even having him. Like, as the fake mastermind. Yeah. You, you've already got that with the other politician. Yeah. And you could just give him, like, a samurai bodyguard or something that Hitmonkey has to fight. Mm. 
and that episode is still basically the same thing. What what I would probably have done with the bonsai master is probably have him run for several seasons as a background sort of puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, like this season just ends with his plan is foiled. But he'll get you next time, Inspector Hitmonkey. Yeah. Until, like, the inevitable final season for a streaming series in about two or three seasons' time, where he becomes the main villain, or gets unmasked at least as the main villain. And that way, you've got the opportunity to, you know... Explain literally little... anything about him. Yeah. Um, you then get the opportunity that a certain type of tree is being bought up in secret auctions around the world and no one knows who the mystery buyer is and little bits and pieces like that. And it turns out that Bonsai Master is trying to create his own immortal samurai army. <gasps> You're welcome, Hulu. Ooh, they could be like samurai groups. See, we should be the ones running this show. We should, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true of a lot of the stuff we cover. It is, isn't it? Um. So, I, I mean, I think I've covered most of the things I wanted to. Oh, actually, there was just one thing I wanted to point out. Just as like a little bit of trivia, is that originally this series was supposed to cross over with the Modoc series that came out a little while ago. So it was going to be that, uh, Howard the Duck and Dazzler and Tiger. Tiger and Dazzler. Yeah. And they were going to have something called The Offenders, which <laughs> as, as a deliberate kind of thing that the Defenders series from the Netflix yeah. show is. Uh, but that got kind of scuppered when Howard the Duck and Tiger both got cancelled. Right. Interesting how you do a crossover because Modoc and Hitmonkey have got very different animations. Yeah, because Modoc's all like stop motion animated. Yeah. They're like into the Spider Verse. Yeah, God, maybe it was going to be something weird like that because I think. Because yeah, Modoc got made before those other two got cancelled, didn't it? So it's not like they just decided to make it stop motion like once they decided they're not going to cross over. Yeah. So bizarre. Unless like The Offenders was going to have just its own completely different animation style. Wouldn't it be just funny if uh, Hitmonkey and Mordok turned up in the multiverse of madness? And they're still animated. Yeah. <laughs> joined by the watcher from the what if series yeah i mean to be fair i think like the evil doctor strange from that series is supposed to be the evil doctor strange in multiverse of madness yeah which how dare they just use benedict Cumberbatch and not like a weird cgi thing <laughs> just make him look like moff tarkin from rogue one <laughs> what look the dead staring at yes 
I don't know what makes it creepier, the fact that he doesn't blink, or the fact that they do that slow zoom. Yeah, they, they really <laughs> linger on it, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've given myself the chills now. <laughs> but yes, uh, I think um, Bonside Master and some animation flaws aside, I'm looking forward to season two, if it gets warm. Yeah, I think there's supposed to be one coming out. But if, if Netflix has taught me anything, it's you can never trust these things. Well, the, the other thing with these streaming series is you can you can have a successful series that gets multiple shows. I mean, the Umbrella Academy is a, a prime example, isn't it? And I know there's been the pandemic and everything getting in the way. But it's like, you'll get a note on Netflix saying, coming soon, a third series is on its way. At some and point. Then, and, and then by the time you've forgotten that there's a new series on its way, about 18 months to two years later, it appears. Yes, I think that they've got that little section, don't they, where it's like, worth the wait. Where it's just yeah. desperate, we're going to make this eventually, please don't cancel your subscription. <laughs> yeah. So, should we rank it, Monkey? Yes, let's. Okay, so this week we are going to be dusting off the old TV list. Because I feel like it's been a while since we've had a, a TV show. Yes. So, this one is going from 1 to 21, with One Division at number 1, and Titans Season 2 at number 21. A position that is not going to be contested anytime soon, I think. No, uh, no, because uh, Titans seem to have upped their game recently. I like to think because of as a result of this podcast. I mean, you you can't prove otherwise. I can't. I'm sure someone will believe me somewhere can. But... So, Hit Monkey, I'm going to be a bit presumptuous and maybe run through our current top five. Oh, controversial! It's not. So, like I say, we've got One Division at number one, Jessica Jones season one at number two, The Boys season two at number three, Sweet Tooth at number four, and Swamp Thing at number five. Because I would, I would certainly put Hitmonkey above Swamp Thing. Yes. Um... And I would also probably put it below the boys season two so the main thing for me is where does it go in comparison to sweet tooth mm. see i was thinking much as i enjoyed the boys season two just for sheer convenience because this is 10 22 minute episodes i'm more likely to watch this again it is, but again, because it's 10, 22-minute episodes, I feel like The Boys does a lot more. Yeah. And again, uh, I'm always impressed by just, like, how big and sprawling that series is and still manages to bring everything together at the end. Yeah. But I... And Sweet Tooth, you see, I, I like the fact that it's a comic book series that, that's actually just 
kind of sweet. There's a disturbing, dark backstory at the heart of it, but it still manages to be quite sweet. So I think Sweet Tooth possibly just edges Hitmonkey out. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Excellent. So, Hitmonkey, you are coming in as our new number five. And in fairness, it can't be that long since we just did off the TV list, because we've got Sweet Tooth up there. Fairly recently. Yeah, to be fair, I think it's maybe because we did have a little bit of a hiatus around Christmas. Yeah. And since we've come back, we've been doing films. Yeah. Because they started coming out again. Yeah, that, that was a nice period where that happened, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, well, I think that probably does it for this episode. Okay. So, if you would like to listen to more, you can find all our episodes on the feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at beholdpod. Also, if you're a fan, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on your podcast. I said podcast. Podcast. It's the future. Just the... Podcast designed specifically for iPads. That thing what you're using to listen to this. Leave a review on it. (laughs) So long and thanks for listening.